You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Well, Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 289 of Frankie Boy Radio. I'm your host, Josh Urban, wishing you a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate and a very happy Friday if you don't. Hope you've been having a good day over there and wanted to bring you just a fun little thought. Well, actually, it's a pretty heavy little thought that might be slightly irritating. Hopefully it won't be, but I look at it like this. If Let's say uh, you weren't able to spend the holiday with, with your family and get annoyed by the weird uncle. You know, this is this is making up for that. Hopefully it won't be annoying, but... You know, it's a heavy philosophical thought and it has religious connotations because it is Christmas. I am not religious myself, but this thought is. And well, take it for what it's worth. I hope you get some value out of it. And at the very least, I hope it makes it feel a little more like the dinner ta- the Christmas dinner table when those strange topics come up and you just look down at your turkey and be like, hmm. And you kind of push the stuffing around with your fork and think of the day after Christmas when you're going to go use those gift cards, you know, your happy place. So, so this is, this is a, the bookend to the show that we did on Easter and Easter is the other side of the equation. I was dropping off Christmas cards yesterday. The Girl Scouts had dropped off a ton of them talking with the seniors and I popped in this lady's room and I, don't know if she was reading her Bible, but she's very religious. And she goes, you know, Jesus is our Christmas gift. And for the first time ever, well, I usually, you know, if somebody, if somebody of a certain religion of a strong conviction tells me something that's important to them, I'm happy for them. And I said, but, but for the, I said, absolutely. Amen. And I really meant it. This is, as you all know, I'm agnostic. Although I'm starting to have a more of a system take place, and I really don't know what to call it. But uh, it's not any particular organized religion. So, um, so I said, yes, yes, he is. And the bookend of the show, I'm trying to put the thoughts together to, to make it work right. You look at Christmas, see, well, Jesus is the reason for the season. And for a while, as non-Christian, that kind of irritated me. I'm like, well, yeah, it's in the name. Christ is already in Christmas. Come on, what more do you want, right? I've been listening, I've listened several times to Jordan Peterson's The Psychological Meanings, Psychological Significance of the Biblical Stories lecture series. It's over a day's worth of material which has allowed me to annoy absolutely everybody right now because it's not exactly Christian, but it's not exactly not. So after I was listening to this, uh, I was expecting some Jehovah's Witness friends by, and I told my mom, I said, oh, I can't wait to talk to them about the metaphorical significance of the Garden of Eden. And my mom was like, no, don't do that. (laughs) It's not gonna go over well. Like many other times, I didn't listen to my mother and it didn't go over well. 
If we look at one of the possible ways to look at Christmas, because there's many ways to look at them, so I don't want to say this is the only way or the right way. This is just the way I've been looking at it. What is it? Well, historically speaking, and I saw this on one blog, which makes it true, right? But if you look at the line, um, while shepherds watch their flocks by night, when are lambs born? They're not born in December. They're, it's a springtime thing. I've heard from other places too, which obviously makes it true, <laughs> not, is that Jesus was likely born in the spring, but we celebrate it in the dead of winter. Some people might say, oh, well, that was the co-opting of Yuletide. I don't know. I'm just weaving fragments together. I really like the metaphorical significance of this way of looking at it. It's the possibility for salvation comes in the darkest hour when it's the coldest outside when we have nothing we still could possibly have everything not only everything but the thing to transcend being itself that would be the birth of Christ now that that's an interesting idea to me. I mean, and, and Easter makes this, makes this story complete. Because if you just look at Christmas, you can't have one without the other, I think. Because if you just look at Christmas, you say, okay, well, the hero of humanity is born. What does the hero of humanity do? Does he win all the games? Well, no, and yes, Poor kid, born in a shed. Dubious who his father is. This was before they had those TV shows. <laughs> and then he grows up and lives and the most extraordinary life, an archetypal life, that life of an archetype whatever that word is, confronts the evilness of the world, including betrayal from those closest. He's not tricked. He knows full well what's going on. Accepts it anyway, voluntarily, taking on the sins of the world. Pays the ultimate price. And transcends it. And, and it loses. He dies. But transcends it. It wouldn't pack any punch. If Jesus was born. And his life was awesome. Right? We'd be like, well, lucky for him. It wouldn't pack any punch. If he was born on a flowery spring morning. And everything was roses and cake for him for the rest of his life. You're like, well, he's an angel. He's not one of us. But he is the ultimate one of us. Nothing. Shed. Winter. Cold. And is the spark of possibility of what might happen. Interestingly enough, there's a lot of grumbling between the Jesus folks and the Santa folks. 
And they certainly are on different pages and different wavelengths and everything. However, one could make the case and just this kind of popped into my head that they both represent the possibility of what might happen in the darkest hours if you really put yourself together. So this year has been probably the season I felt the most Christmassy. Getting to talk to these people who are dealing with COVID lockdown after COVID lockdown. No definite end in sight. Although I think we're nearly there, folks, so hold on. This is the year that I felt the most of that spirit. I've seen that in the dark, as Martin Luther King would say, that's when we can see the stars. That's when we can find the gold. It's when, when the salvation of mankind comes along. So, Merry Christmas and best wishes for a happy new year. We'll talk to you tomorrow, of course. As you know, we got to do our practice every day. That's discipline. That's how we get it done. Didn't see Jesus in his manger eating too many donuts now, did you? <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. <sighs> through our nose and out through our mouth. Let those eyes drift gently closed. And let us begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. And last one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, and four. Wiggle those toes. Open those eyes. Help you listen to some good tunes. Speaking of good tunes, I was talking to my father. He mentioned two songs he would add to the Christmas list we did from the other other day. Silent Night and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Excellent, excellent ones for such a profound day. Hope you've been having a nice one over there, celebrating it in whatever way you choose and keeping Christmas in your heart. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.